All right, how are we doing, Church Alive? You doing good? That was, a, that was pretty good, but are you doing really good? Come on, sometimes you're going to fake it till you make it, baby. Um, hey, I just want to encourage you real quick, just uh, from Vellani's story about inviting people to the house of God, and, and often it's the, it's the interaction. I had a, uh, a friend of mine come to church recently um, from my gym, actually, and it's interesting. I was interacting for him with probably a year or so, but just kind of texting him and, hey, man, why don't you come sometime? And one time he was like, yeah, I'm going to come. I'm going to be there and so forth. And he had not shown up in a long time. And then just last weekend, I was preaching my heart out. And all of a sudden, boom, in the corner of my eye, I'm like, there's my boy right there. Just showed up, came Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then even showed up Tuesday to team rally. And I was just, I was just pumped. And uh, we sung a beautiful song, I Believe in You. And I just want to tell someone, do you know that God perhaps could sing that song over you? I believe in you. If you get that in your heart, get that in your spirit. Do you know that God has given you gifts and talents that He wants to use and He wants to say, hey, I believe in you. And you might sometimes go, I, but sometimes I doubt God. Well, guess what? He doesn't doubt you. You're not sure about God. He's sure about you. You don't believe in God. He believes in you. And if you are here today for the first time, I'm just honored that you're here and believing for God's best for your life. Can I get an amen? I know. I just went deep in a moment. You're like, oh, that was, that was deep. But uh, we're going to have a good time in the house of God. Are you ready? Come on, high five your neighbor and tell them you've lost seven pounds. Can we thank our dream team members and our church and uh, our, our worship team? Come on, give it up for them. Week in, week out. Hey, do you, some of you parents, do you appreciate our Kids Alive team that rock and roll on a regular basis? All right, if you appreciate them, join them. Just saying, parents. Some parents are like, but I don't like kids. You better like kids. You're a parent. Uh, come on, let's, let's pray and let's believe uh, for, his for His touch on the house. Father, I just thank you in these moments that you are here and I ask that you help me deliver your word in the way I need to. And you know every person and every detail um, of their life. And I pray today that you would speak to them. And I pray today that they would sense your touch and your presence. Holy Spirit, I invite you to be the most honored of all guests. Walk across every aisle. Touch every heart. I believe you. In Jesus' name, and a faithful church said... Come on, a faithful church said, Amen. if you love Jesus, give him a hand. Come on, one more time. Come on. How many of you have ever lost something of great value? So yesterday, I wouldn't say it was incredible value, but I'd lost my cell phone. I didn't know where it was. And, uh, but the beauty of technology now is I used to go crazy all the time looking for my cell phone and looking for it. And I'm like, why don't I just get on my app, find my iPhone and, and figure it out? And so I jumped on my iPhone and I was at the office, which is on Union Avenue. My house is over there to the left, and, but I had left it at the gym. So it's weird. So as I jump on my find my iPhone, it was like beeping and it showed Union Avenue. And then it showed like over where I live near Kamita and Union and so forth. And uh, I saw, and then over here at Club Metro, so I left it at the gym. So my wife was out shopping, spending all my money. And, uh, and, and so I was like, babe, can you go pick up my iPhone? I left it at the gym. And how many of you know that when you lose something of value, you go and look for it? 
Like if you drop a pen in the, in the, in the crack of the car seat, you're like, it's all good. How many of you think that car makers should make it so that joins and your pen and your cell phone can't fall down that little crack? Because I don't know who made that crack, but I think it was the devil. You know, like who can, I'm breaking my fingers just trying to get like my chocolate, you know? (laughs) I'm like, there's that little chocolate, seven weeks old. Yeah, I eat it anyway, you know. (laughs) So anyway, I was looking for something of value. When you lose something of great value, you will go to great lengths to get it back. When you lose something of great value, you will go to great lengths to get it back. Do you know that God looks at you as a person of great value? And he has gone to great lengths so that you would not be lost but be found. He actually sent his son, his very best to the world on a divine mission to find those who were lost. But often we understand the Father and often we understand the Son, but there's often a a skeptical kind of mindset when it comes to the work and the person of the Holy Spirit. Because perhaps you went to a church growing up and all they talked about was the Holy Spirit and they were weird. Or you went to a church and they ignored the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you've just never grew up in church. You're just kind of like, okay, I'm not even sure about the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk to you about the forgotten God today. I want to talk to you about the one who is with us right now. I want to talk to you about the one who isn't weird, who isn't wacky, but is God all by himself. We baptize people in the name of the Father who is in heaven, the Son who sits at the right hand of God, but the Holy Spirit who's been sent into the hearts and lives of people. But how many know if God actually lives in you, he doesn't want to be ignored? So if I had, and I do have, if I had a a marriage, what would it be like if I had a marriage, yet I ignored her? (laughs) Pretty soon you'd have a devastated wife. Pretty soon you'd have a disconnected wife. You can't ignore what God's given you. In fact, if you honor what God's given you, you'll receive the reward of honor. If you will honor what God has given you, you'll see the reward of honor. Jesus one day said to his disciples, he was hanging out and talking with them, and he said, guys, I'm about to go and I'm about to be crucified, but it's better if I go, for if I don't go, I won't send the helper to come to you. And the disciples, like you and I, like, oh, come on. It's not better that the Holy Spirit's with us. It's better that Jesus is with us. How many of you would like Jesus sitting next to you right now in church? That'd be pretty cool. You're like, hey, how you doing? I'm close to Jesus. But he actually said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and whoever would believe on me, that Holy Spirit will live inside their hearts. See, Jesus can only be in one place at one time, but the Spirit of God can be everywhere. Two billion people on the planet can be instruments and vessels of the Spirit of the living God. And so when you go somewhere, if you are aware of the Holy Spirit, then all of a sudden... Miracles can happen in that place. Therefore, miracles can happen in South Jersey and North Jersey and Rutherford and Lynnhurst and Alaska. Why? If you're there and if you're aware of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what the Word of God says. Jesus said these words. He said, but when he, someone say he. 
It's not an it. It's not a force. He is the person of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of truth comes. He will guide. Someone say, I need that. that. He will guide you into where? All truth. He doesn't guide you to be weird and wacky. He guides you into the truth. Amen? He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will let you know what is yet to come. Sometimes the Spirit of God might nudge you or speak to you and just give you an understanding that something's going to happen in your world and you need to be aware of it. So He prepares your mind and He prepares your heart. Years ago, I remember I was praying one day and the Holy Spirit spoke to me as clear as I've heard God. He said, you're going to America. Why did He tell me that? So I could prepare? So I had the faith to go? So, so that I began to make plans to go. It was like, what was interesting, he didn't say, hey, Anthony, would you like to go to America? Because he's God. He's like, hey, would you like an ice cream? No, he was like, you're going to America. I thought, oh. But all of a sudden, there was faith to go. And then plans to go. And he was letting me know something. Can I tell you, God wants to let some people know something. How many want to know that? Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, call unto me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and unsearchable things that you do not yet know. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, he reveals deep and hidden things for all light dwells with him. One day I came back from a camp and I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I kissed that girl. It's a Christian camp. She was like, I know. I was like, what do you mean you know? She was like, Daniel chapter 2 says he reveals deep and hidden things for all light dwells with him. You're like, oh. <laughs> Sometimes my wife has known things about some people in this church that you can't know. <laughs> and I tell you, sometimes it's been magna, a lot. <laughs> a man was coming to our church a number of years ago, and I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was unsure about this man. God gave me a dream, and in the dream... This man was in front of me. I walked up to him like this, like the Dave, and I said, Hey, are you for me or are you against me? And he looks at me and says, No one else sees it, but you see it. You got a knife. He tried to attack me. I woke up four in the morning on a Sunday morning. I was like, Ah! <laughs> he reveals deep and hidden things for all light dwells. With him, in him, there is no darkness, no shadow of turning. God wants to show you some stuff. Yeah. God wants to show me some things. How many know when that man left my church, I didn't chase him. Yep. He left and I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> right? Why? Because God has said, this man is not for you. He's not for my kingdom. He's a devil in disguise. Just making sure there's no devils in disguise. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus loves you. But you know, if you turn to him and trust him, you won't ever be a devil in disguise. You'll be an angel in disguise. Come on, somebody. Listen to what John 14, 26 says. When the advocate, someone say advocate. When the advocate comes, this, this word is used three different times in the three different passages of Scripture. In John 15 as well, and I believe John 16 it says this, the Father will send in my name. He will teach you. Someone say, teach me. He will teach you all things and he will remind you of everything I said to you. 
What is advocate? What does that mean? In essence, in the Greek language, what that meant was it was like a business uh, consultant coming alongside a business owner and that consultant would give them advice and counsel that was wise and great. Let me put it this way. If you're a singer in here and can sing at all, how many of you maybe would like to be taught or coached by Adele? Mariah? Hey, don't go negative on Mariah because you made a couple mistakes and doesn't dress like she used to. How many think Michael Buble could probably teach you a couple things? How many of you, maybe if you like basketball in here, it'd be pretty cool if Michael Jordan was your coach? How many think it'd be kind of cool if maybe A-Rod was your baseball coach? Don't be a Yankee hater, all right. <laughs> Someone's like, Mets, Mets. you know, I'm talking about a coach, people. How many think if you're in business, it might not be a bad idea if Warren Buffett came alongside you and coached you in your decisions? Come on, somebody. Maybe Bill Gates. You think they know a little something? This is what Jesus was saying. He says, when the advocate, the counselor, the comforter, the helper comes, he will, uh, he will allow you and he will anoint you to complete your assignment. There is something God has for you, you cannot do. You cannot do what God has called you to do without His help. You can't do it. Why? It's always bigger than you. It should be bigger than you. Why? Because otherwise your faith would be in you. What, this, what God has called our church to do is bigger than us. That's why our, our church, our, our faith must be in Him. If, if, if it was just up to us, then we could do it. Walk around full of pride like, ah, this is easy. Leading a connect group, I'll be honest, it's bigger than you. Yeah. Leading a team, it's bigger than you. Why? Because you're looking for supernatural results. Very Are you with me? Yeah. God wants to put his super on your man. That's right. God wants to put his super on your woman. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Come on, that's better preaching than I know some of you are looking at me. <laughs> some of you are looking at me like, What's, what, do you, what do you got, preacher? I got a lot, but it's up to you to receive it. God has something for you. It's up to you to receive it. The Bible actually says that when the Hebrews heard the word of God, it did no profit to them for they did not mix it with faith. So every time you come to the house of God, that's why we work hard to build an atmosphere of faith so that you can come into here and receive from heaven, what God has for you. But you've got to mix it with faith. You've got to have a lean-in about it, man. You've got to have a lean-in about it, ladies. You've got, to be, you've got to be wanting to sit at the front of church. You've got to want to get here early. You say, could it be that God has something for me today? How many would like a million-dollar idea from God? Then write some notes in church. Why? Because what if he gave you a million-dollar idea and you didn't value it? What if he told you who your spouse was and you ignored it? Come on. <laughs> if you're feeling like you want to quit, you need the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you're feeling like you need guidance, you need the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
If you feel like you've, the fire's a bit gone in your life, you need the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you're here today and you got sick of religion, you need the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's the difference. That's the difference maker. How many of you have ever been drunk in the house? Don't put up your hand. How many know when you get drunk? I was talking to someone last night. I was invited to a 50th birthday party for my brother-in-law. And then I was talking to this dude who, again, I saw him at my gym. I'm like, hey, man, don't you go to my gym? And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right, man, that's awesome. <laughs> Why don't we talk another time? <laughs> How many know you talk different when you're filled with a spirit? Yeah. Right? You walk different. I, I'm going. <laughs> Some of you know too familiar what I'm talking about. <laughs> but when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit is over your life, what happens? You walk different and you talk different. You think different. You act different. When you are aware of the Holy Spirit. When I am aware of God, I'm not as afraid. When I'm aware of God, I got more faith. When I'm aware of His presence, I preach better. I pray better. I'm a better husband. I'm, 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 I'm a better father when I'm aware of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me, church? But the Holy Spirit, He can be quenched or He can be fanned into flame. He can be resisted or He can be embraced. He can be grieved or he can be pleased. He can be pushed away or he can be received. He can be dishonored or honored. He can be ignored or he can be attended to. Listen to some of the names of the Holy Spirit and maybe you can take some notes quickly, but I'm not sure if you'll have time because I'm going to go through them quick. He's the spirit of grace. He's the spirit of faith. He's called the advocate, the counselor, the comforter. He is the spirit of the living God. He is a spirit of life. If you feel like you're lacking the life of God, it is that that you need. You need to plug into the power source. You might have the right phone. You might have the right equipment. But if you're not plugged into the electrical power, it'll look good, but it won't work. Right? But your Christianity needs to be plugged into the power source. I got my wife... Bless me this Christmas. She got me an Apple Watch. My Apple Watch is awesome. It's got all kinds of gadgets and stuff. But occasionally, if I don't plug it in at night, it's useless. You plugged in. He's called the spirit of power and the spirit of revelation. But can I say this? What he wants to be called by you the most is friend. What he wants to be called the most in this church is your friend. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. This was like a final benediction that Peter was telling the church. He says, Second, um, no, 2 Corinthians, sorry, Paul, 2 Corinthians. Um, where am I going? My forgettery is working, but my memory's not working. 
But it, oh, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, he says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, the love of God, and watch this now, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with every preacher. No, it's not what it says. That is the wrong translation of the Bible. You know what? It, it has to be the, with the worship team. No, this is for every Christian. The defining. You know when you meet someone, you're like, man, that person's full of faith. They cultivate the awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit at random moments in their life. You can be doing dishes and just praising God. You can be in the car, praising. you can be at the gym. You can be, you can be anywhere and talking to the Lord and He's with you. Someone say He's with me. Come on, say He's with me. Now say it like you believe it. Say He's with me. Right now. Come on, say He's with me. Right now. Now, whether you sense Him or not, that has nothing to do with whether He's with you or not. Right? The truth is, He's with you. The truth is, if you're a Christian, He became in you the moment you became a Christian. If you're not a Christian, He wants to come in you. He actually will knock on the door of your heart and say, hey, can I come in? Can I forgive? Can I heal? Can I restore your life? Let me, let me point to an old passage of Scripture, 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Here's what the Bible says. One day Elisha went to Shunem and a well-to-do. Someone say a well-to-do. Come on, you got to get into the Bible. Say a well-to-do. It means she had it going on. She had, she had cash. All right. She had a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. Someone say smart man. If you offer a man a steak, he's probably going to come on by. Give me some T-bone. Come on. I'm coming on by. Give me some meatloaf. I ain't coming. Give me vegan food, I ain't coming. Give me real food, I'm coming, amen. And this woman says, man, I noticed that this man is a man of God. He's authentic. He's the real deal. Now, sometimes you can get sucked into the wrong deal. You can get sucked into a cult, but there's something around. When you get around a man of God and he's the real deal, it's drawing. It's fresh. It's real. You're like, there's something about this person. This man is real. You're here in this church because you sense something's real in this place. You're here in the house and you may not even consider yourself much of a church person, but you come because you're like, there's something about the place. But what I love about this woman is that this woman from Shunem goes from some room to then she expands and keeps inviting and keeps building so that the man of God, Elisha, can keep on coming. It's one thing to show up to church one time, once a year. It's one thing to show up occasionally. Can I encourage you to be in the house of God so regularly that if you miss church, people think you're, you broke your leg or something? Can I encourage you to be there so much that you are just a staple in the house of God? Because I've found if you'll, if you'll plant yourself, you'll grow. But if you keep ripping yourself out and plant for two weeks and then come back eight weeks later and come back seven weeks later, I found that after a while, you stunt your own growth. And this lady from Shunem keeps offering him a meal and keeps offering him a meal. And then eventually she goes from some room to significant room. A while ago, Miriam and I uh, got a quote for an extension on a home 
um, we were hoping, it was like, we just wanted to find out. We didn't have the money for it, but we just wanted to find out. You ever done one of those? You like go on an expensive car yard and just, just drive the car. And he's like, you know, you want to buy it? You're like, I don't have the money for it. <laughs> I just drove it. It's like going to the mall and Tesla. You walk in, all the men just drawing in the Tesla store. <laughs> and you know you don't have the money for it, but you just, you're hanging out with Tesla. So we got a quote, and we were hoping it was at least 20 grand and under. That was kind of what we were hoping. The guy's like, $57,000. <laughs> I can get a Tesla for that. Actually, not quite. And to put an extension on her home was $57,000. What this woman did was she made some room for the move of God in her life. And then she made a little more. And then she made a little more. And then she got architects. Then she got permits. Then she asked her husband, Hey husband, can I have $57,000 to make a room for a man of God? And can I make a room for the Holy Spirit? And can I say that many of you have made a little bit of room and a little bit of room for the Holy Spirit. But you need to put an extension on your home you need to put an extension on your home you need to get permits you need to make the man of God feel comfortable and I'm talking about the person of the Holy Spirit are you with me and the Bible goes on to say that she doesn't just do an extension on her home she then she then gets a bed a desk a chair and a candle a bed a desk a chair and a candle that's significant can we, can we see the, the, the bed for a moment? It's Ikea bed. <laughs> Let me tell Keep the bed up for a minute. For a minute. This dude comes and he can lie on down and he can dream God's dreams. And I want to tell some of you today that some of you have had some dreams die. Some dreams need to die because they're not God's dreams for your life. But some dreams need to have a resurrection. Some of you, perhaps, are even in this house, because some dreams will die if you don't connect to a life-giving house. But God wants you to know that He is restoring some dreams in this house. I have found that if you'll just stay connected to Jesus, He will restore your dreams. It's funny, when I was young, my dreams for tennis playing tennis and playing college tennis, I guarantee you would have died. But when I connected to Jesus and I started praying about my dreams, it was funny. I kept talking to God about my dreams and I didn't realize that was his dream that he'd put in my heart. And then I began to pray about my dream. I was like, Lord, I want to go to America. I want to go to America and play college tennis. I told him for six months straight, son, you got to keep knocking and keep knocking. And then all of a sudden things started to open that shouldn't have opened. I met people I shouldn't have met. I just randomly bumped into some dude and he went to the university that I was they end up getting invited to and so forth and I want to tell you that God's dreams are important in your life and this woman makes room so that people can dream God's dreams and one of the signs that the Holy Spirit is moving in your life is dreams are being restored can I say this if God gives you a dream honor it write it down now some of you are like oh, I don't have dreams but pizza dreams ask him say your word says call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and unsearchable things that you do not yet know and don't pray it once pray it until you got it that's how you stand on the word of God 
He gave him a bed. He gave him a desk. A desk is a place where you should read the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, study the Word of God. I don't care if you're not much of a reader. Find a way to get the Word of God in your heart and in your spirit so that you can stand upon that Word. Ephesians 6 says, having done all to stand, stand. Someone say stand. You have to give time for the Word of God so that you can stand upon the Word of God. I think there's too many Christians coming to church, but they're not standing on anything. Are you standing on something, men? Are you standing on the covenant of God? Are you standing on the Word of God? Are you standing on the blessed place? Are you standing that your home will be blessed because you know Jesus? I tell you, uh, man, thousands of times perhaps I have prayed Psalm 128, blessed is the man who fears the Lord who walks in His ways. I shall eat the labor of my hands. I shall be happy. I shall be blessed. My wife shall be fruitful. And my home will be like olive shoots all around my table. I have stood upon that Word and prayed that Word for 12 years of a marriage. And that has been the the thing that I've stood upon. Come on, we need some men standing on the Word of God. But you can only do that as you give place to it. The last thing... The, uh, sorry, third thing is a chair. I can make chairs. I'm good at chairs. I'm not good at desks. Made a desk recently. Had to take part of it back. I broke it. My wife was like, hey, are you a man? <laughs> she didn't really say that. She just made me feel like that. That's a, you know, that's just how I feel. I got to share my feelings sometimes. You know, don't, don't say you did this. Just say, I feel. Hello, relationship series. Are you with me? <laughs> come on, come on. I'm bringing it out. Bring it out. I, I feel, I feel like I was less than a man. Because my wife is a detailed person. I'm not. She walked in and I looked at the desk and I was like, oh my gosh, I can do it the wrong way. I wonder if she's going to notice. <laughs> and then I literally was like, she's going to notice. As soon as she walked in, she was like, that's the wrong way around. <laughs> Dang you, woman. Had to go back to Ikea, make that thing again. (laughs) Ikea, so easy. (laughs) Says who? (laughs) Says the little cartoon man. If you have a problem, call. I called. They're like, you're stupid. Bring it back. Buy another one. You broke it. (laughs) You need a place to dream God's dreams. You need a place to sit on a chair and be still. And know that I am God. You need a place to study the Word of God. But can I say this? You need a place for the candle. What is the candle? The candle represents the person of the Holy Spirit. In Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, he says to the church, be quick to change, otherwise I'm going to have to take away your candle. The candle is, is the light. The candle, what you've noticed about candles, you light a candle. It doesn't stay on for, 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 for four weeks. You have to light that candle and care for it. And if a wind blows, you're like, oh man, I need to protect this thing. Here's what I've noticed about the Holy Spirit. There's something sensitive about the Holy Spirit. You can grieve Him, you can quench Him, but you can please Him and you can honor Him and you can worship Him. Are you with me, church? How many want to be closer to the Holy Spirit? Come on, how many want to be closer to the Holy Spirit? He wants it for your life. If you feel like your faith life is dead, it's because the person of the Holy Spirit somewhere is being quenched. So you must make room for him. You must make him feel comfortable. Sometimes you've got to turn off certain TV shows. 
because he will lift a little bit. Sometimes you've got to fast forward some stuff. Sometimes you've got to put on the right type of music because he is attracted to that type of music. He can hang in that type of music. If you know, if you know this man of God, she knew that he needed steak when, 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 uh, and that would attract him. And I want to say that in your home and in your thought life, you need, you need to clean up some stuff and then the Holy Spirit will be attracted to it. Are you with me? Can I have the worship team to come back? The Holy Spirit's not weird. Can I get an amen? The Holy Spirit's not wacky. Can I get an amen? He's the Spirit of the living God. He knows everything about you. And I promise when He comes, healing comes. Sometimes physically, sometimes on the inside. Have you ever just gone in, in worship time and for some reason you don't even know, you start crying, you don't even know why you're crying. Or, or man, maybe a weird watery substance comes to your eyes. You don't, you're not saying it's tears. It's just like something. It's like water. It's like I got allergies and I'm not sure why I got allergies. And it's springtime, springtime's coming and so forth. And it's actually the presence of the Holy Spirit. First time I ever sensed God, I was seven years old in a, in a Kids Alive program. I'll call it that. And the teacher said, hey, lift your hands. And I believe that some of you are going to sense God. And I was seven years old. And all of a sudden, I lifted my hands. This is why we encourage you to lift your hands in church. Right, it's a sign of surrender. But I want to tell you, it's like those old TVs. Remember those old TVs? You used to have one of those antennas. And those antennas, you'd wiggle them somewhere and put them somewhere and put them up and put them down and so forth. And it would attract the right current to that TV. I want to tell you that when you surrender your heart and you lift your hands, it's like an antenna to the presence of God. It's like an antenna to the power of God and it'll come and the right signal will start to come in your TV, in your mind, in your spirit and the right dreams will come to your heart because how many know the devil has dreams for you but he always paints a very minimal picture but he never paints the full picture. Recently I, I was just felt like I bumped into a situation and circumstance and you could tell that the devil had painted a alluring picture to someone and they had bought it hook, line and sinker and all of a sudden they were lured into that relationship and into that place but he never paints the back side of it. And he always paints a picture that following Jesus is going to be hard, it's going to be too tough and you can't do it and so forth. But I want to tell you, you can do it. But you got to rely on the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. And listen, if you do nothing else this year, but become more aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit, man, the fire of God's going to begin to go in your life. He is sometimes the forgotten God. But we are church alive. We are His sons. We are His daughters. We don't forget Him. We remember Him. Amen. He might be the forgotten God somewhere. He might be viewed as weird and wacky somewhere, but we're going to make Him normal. The Christians in our church are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The people in our church are going to be overflowing with the Holy Spirit. The Christians in our church are going to be aware of the Holy Spirit, not in a strange way, in a real way. They're going to be filled with purpose and destiny. Every man in here, listen to me. If you become more aware of the Holy Spirit, I promise you, you'll become a better man. I promise you, you'll become a man that worth, worth following. I promise you, 
It will, it will not be like kryptonite to your soul. It'll, it'll be like you'll be like from another place because you're tapping into a power that is not from this world. And Jesus said, before you go, church, literally, He was like, but wait, wait for the power to come. Person of the Holy Spirit is here. Jesus said He is Emmanuel, God with us. And when He left, He basically sent Emmanuel to us, the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit of Jesus. He's not weird. He's awesome. He's awesome. Why don't you close your eyes with me? Bow your head. Spirit of the living God, touch every man in here. Touch every woman in here from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. I pray for some that have never sensed you, never literally felt your presence before. I pray right now that your presence would increase in this house right now. I pray right now that there would be some hardness of hearts breaking off people's lives, breaking off people's minds in Jesus' name. And God, that every person within the sound of my voice would sense that you are near and you are real, but not just now, but this week. And there would be real uh, encounters with you, with this week, this week, that the dreams of God, that the Word of God, that the promises of God, that you would make them so alive, Holy Spirit. You would elevate Jesus. You would elevate the Father. And you would help people be all that they're called to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I feel like someone in this house has been going through a really rough time recently and just feel like you've been really empty and alone on the inside. Holy Spirit wants to let you know He's there. He sees. He knows. He sees and He knows. But He has to be invited into your world. He can't come in until He's invited. He can't show up He's a gentleman. He doesn't, he doesn't bust down the door. He waits for you to open. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a woman here, and you feel like you're grieving the loss of something. Something very special, something very important to you. You're grieving it. You're crying about it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you through this season. Ask Him to help you through this season. Ask Him to help you. He's there for you. He's your comforter. He's your counselor. There are perhaps people in this place who have never said yes to Jesus. How do you know you're a Christian? The Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of the living God. And you might be here today running from God, walking away from God instead of running to God or walking with God. 
and you might have wandered away, ran away, or just got lost along the journey. And if you are here today and you want Jesus in your heart, if you want Jesus um, in your spirit right now, we're going to pray a simple prayer. And that prayer, I believe, with, with trust and faith is going to connect you to the very person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will be knocking on doors right now, drawing people to Himself. If you're here today and you feel like you need to say yes to Him, right now we're going to say a simple, simple prayer. And that prayer will connect you to a person. Say, Jesus. Come on, say, Jesus. Forgive me. Cleanse me. I need you. I put my trust in you. I turn away from my old life and I trust in you. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you into my life. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this moment. Quickly, if you prayed that prayer, you made business with God. Would you quickly raise your hand? Say, Anthony, that was me today. All across this place. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, honey. Anyone else? Thank you, mate. Thank you, sweetheart. That's awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. That's awesome. Anyone else? Just quickly raise your hand. Thank you, man. So good to see you. Raise your hand. That's awesome. Awesome. Just quickly, if there's someone else, just raise it. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm simply going to see it and respond and pray for you. Thank you, big guy. Thank you, man. Awesome. Father, I pray for every single person within the sound of my voice. God, that raised their hand to you, said yes to you. They knew they perhaps had walked away, wandered away, got lost along the journey. Right now, Lord. I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that their minds and hearts will be transformed in a moment. And Lord, that, that it would never be the same again. I pray your blessing upon every man, every woman here in Jesus' name. Let their eyes open to a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the name of Jesus. Come on, and everybody said, hey, can we give a, 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 a hand clap for those people that responded to Christ in the house? Man, God bless you. Praying for you. That's awesome.